Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 6, Divided We Fall. The ten tribes called Israel in the north have their fourth dynasty and tenth king, while Judah's throne in the south is reclaimed after a queen mother's cruel six-year reign. But Judah's eighth king is assassinated by his own servants. Episode 8, An Unnamed Redeemer. The time is now around 803 BC. King Joash's son, Amaziah, meaning the strength of the Lord, becomes king after his father's assassination. He executes his father's killers, Zabad, meaning giver, and Jehozabad, meaning God's dowry, but saves their heirs. Now he decides to fight Judah's old enemy, Edom, and hires soldiers from Israel in the north. But a prophet tells him that, that God is not with Israel and he doesn't need these soldiers. Amaziah is concerned about the loss of money that he's paid to hire the soldiers. But the prophet says that God is able to give him more than this. So Israel's soldiers are sent home and Judah's battle with Edom is fought and won. But Amaziah takes Edom's idols to Jerusalem and declares them his gods. A prophet warns him that God is not pleased and will destroy him. Meanwhile, the hired soldiers from Israel attack some of Judah's cities. When King Amaziah finds out, he declares war on Israel. King Joash of Israel fights Amaziah and his men at Beth Shemesh. Now Judah loses. Amaziah is seized and taken back to Jerusalem. Israel breaks part of the city wall, plunders the temple, Amaziah's treasures, and takes captives. Amaziah's subjects hate him for the defeat and conspire to kill him. He escapes to Lachish, but is followed and killed. His son, Uzziah, meaning God is my strength, brings his father's body back to Jerusalem to be buried with the kings. The time is now around 814 BC. After his father King Jehu's death, Jehoahaz, meaning Jehovah has held, takes the throne. At first he worships God, but then also turns to the worship of the pagan god Asherah. So God allows the Syrian king Hazael and his son Benadad to attack and suppress Israel. The country is left with just 50 horsemen, 10 chariots and 10,000 foot soldiers. Now Jehoahaz consults God and God responds by sending an unnamed redeemer another military force. But once the pressure is off, King Jehoahaz and the people return to worshipping their pagan gods. Now, after a 17-year reign, King Jehoahaz dies and is buried in Samaria. So a new king is appointed in the north. King Jehoahaz's son, Jehoash, meaning Jehovah has given. He becomes king of a country suffering hardship. He adopts both pagan gods and the God of Israel and consults the prophet Elisha. From his sickbed, Elisha shows Jehoash how to hold his bow and arrow and tells him to shoot it from the window. An arrow is shot towards Syria and Elisha says God will give him victory over a battle at Apek. Then Elisha tells him to go outside and shoot arrows into the ground. Jehoash complies, but only shoots three arrows. So Elisha says that he will only have three victories over Syria rather than the total victory God had intended. 
Now Jehoash also fights Judah in the south, destroying part of the wall of Jerusalem, and he takes treasure from the temple and palace. Finally, after a 12-year reign, King Jehoash dies and is buried in Samaria. After his death, King Jehoash's son Jeroboam II, meaning the people contend, takes the throne. Now he reigns for 40 years and recovers all the land that had been lost by the previous kings of Israel. He even subdues the king of Moab and captures part of Syria, including its capital, Damascus. You can read the stories in the History of the Kings through the books of 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and then the relevant prophets that spoke to those particular kings. It's like compiling evidence from multiple sources. All names in the Bible have significance. A place name will reflect its character and its geography. And when you look at the story as a whole, you can see what things happened at the same place and maybe even the same time of year. It's one ongoing discovery. The Bible story is played across time. God's character and people's characters are revealed as the story unfolds. Various chronologies have been calculated and attributed to its texts over the years. Many of the dates have been referenced with historical texts. Our current year, for example, if chosen by the Hebrew calendar, demonstrates the suggested year from creation. For the purpose of this series, various calendars have been used, in particular the timeline created by 17th century Archbishop Usher and others as a guideline, as a framework, a chronological backbone. When taken as history, the Bible story and its prophetic conclusion, which is yet to come in the book of Revelation, is played over a period of between six and 7,000 years. And the Bible says that to God, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.